This is Channel 253 Sports. Wanna be starting something? Wanna be starting something? In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwen, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B Team. Hey, everybody, this is Steve, and you are listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. Today is March 12, 2018, and I am in studio today with the lovely Tim Hamilton. The illustrious Tim Hamilton. He's illustrious as well. And the bearded and beautiful uh, Nate Bowling. How you doing, buddy? I'm a complicated man, and no one understands who my woman Understands you but your woman? John Shaft. I had to transfer that. That's porn music. That is not Shaft. Not that's, Shaft music? Yeah, that's actually not Okay, give me some Shaft music. It's just like... It's it's thirty five in thirty five seconds of interlude, which sounds like Barry White, and then oh yeah, it's holy Barry White music, and then all of a sudden, he's, who That's is man? Actually, correct. Although it's Isaac Hayes, but whatever. I know, but it just sounds like Barry White because it's that that. Well, if you're gonna. If you're going to play the 90s jams, 90s 70s jams, you got to turn that shit up. 90s, 70s jams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what are we here to talk about today, boys? Uh, black exploitation films, apparently. Uh, apparently, yeah, absolutely. So, um, But actually, uh, we have some exploitation of our own to talk about. Why, yes, indeed, we actually beat Guadalajara, Chivas de la Guadalajara at home. Uh, we got tapped in a uh, loss against um, our apparently new rivals, LAFC. Actually, they're nobody to be tri- yeah, to be but worried not rivals, about. Not rivals. And um, anything else happened this week? We're getting ready to play FC Dallas, and so we've got a phone call with a couple of uh, supporters and other podcast. Uh, are they supporters, or do they actually have a podcast? Tim, I don't believe they have their own. They're just yeah, they fans. don't have a podcast. They're just fans so. uh, down in F- down in Dallas. They're FC Dallas supporters. We've had them on the show before. They're a fantastic uh, couple of folks. We're going to talk with Anthony and Kurt and possibly Rainey uh, from uh, Dallas, the Dallas area, about how their team's shaping up, what our uh, chances are against them coming up. So you have... Uh, Going to Guadalajara. In we are two day- going we're, to we're Guadalajara in, Dallas in two now, days. Going to, to Mexico in the morning, I believe. Absolutely. To play uh, Chivas. What's our lineup look like against Chivas, Tim? I don't know. I was asking around, asking a friend. Um, I think we Phone just. Friend? I think we go all in. What you, I tell you what, Tony Alfaro's not going to start. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's not good. So left back. What do you think uh, is Francis on a New week's who rest? versus New who or Francis? New who. New who. Tolo knew who. Center backs. Torres and Marshall. Obviously. Please. As, as long as Torres. If it's anything but Torres and Marshall, I'm going to quit. I saw a report from, uh, I think, Mickey Turner that Kim he Kim Hee or Kim Kee Kim Kee Kim Kee did travel. Cool. Nice. So that's good. So, so that'll be a nice backup option. And then on the right, Leardom. Uh, we should have Leardom. Leardom is healthy. Wait, so Tim, is this a 4 2 3 1 or is this a 4 4 2 diamond? Well, right now it's a 4. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm guessing if, if we're going to have. Nico and uh, uh, the Wolf. Yeah. And Dempsey. Who, who's Is Dempsey okay, traveling? That's, that's what, I'm saying. what do you want to do? You want to do a 4 2 3 1 or you do a 4 4 2 Diamond? I think we're going to see 4 2 3 1 within the halftime switch to the 4 4 2 okay. again. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how Wolf and Dempsey coexist in a starting lineup together mm. in a 4 2 3 1. But I think they exist very well in a diamond after halftime. So let's go with the 4 2 one Let's do both. Yeah. So four and then two two centers. We're doing Roldan and Svensson. Roldan and Svensson. And uh, Svensson. Wait, which Roldan? Stop it. <laughs> and then uh, our three midfielders would be. Do I have my way or is it reality? Well, well either way. I would like to see Wolf, Dempsey, uh, Ladero across the middle. Left, right. Across and right. Uh, Dempsey playing pretty far forward. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. What What do you think you'll actually see? Bruin up top. I think Bruin up top. And what do you think you'll actually see? I don't think we'll see Wolf in the start of the game. So who will be in that slot? I think we'll see either Ship out left, or we'll see uh, Ladero in that back in that uh, back line with the center with center uh, the central mid. Ah, I can't talk now. Instead of Svensson? Yeah. I think that's probably possible too. You think Wingo's in the 18? Does Wingo get, Wingo's get minutes? Pro- and where's Wingo? he going to be? So Wingo's been uh, showing me a lot, and I can see him in the 18 for sure. Okay. And where will he sub out? Mm, or sub in, rather. It depends where Ladero is. So, if La- well, so frankly, I, if I'm keeping it real, uh, I'm actually concerned about Ladero's minutes already. Uh, I wouldn't mind if he's. I, I wouldn't mind if we started. Start Wingo? Yeah. And yeah. What about and is Buana interchangeable with Wolf? For now. Okay. I, 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 I have the feeling that Buana's fitness is better than Wolf's fitness right now. Uh, but Wolf has been our best attacker when he's on the field. I could dig it. And okay. so, and then, yeah, Bruin up top. And Bruin up top. Now, if we deploy this as a diamond, it's a little bit different. So, same back four, Avi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Svensson playing a, a number six. Right. Um, and then out wide, you're going to have Ship, Dempsey at the top of the diamond, Ladero to the right. And then, actually, I'm lying. Dempsey would be up top in the, in the uh, two forward set. So Ship on the left, uh, Ladero playing centrally, and then maybe Wingo out right, and then Dempsey and Bruno top. That's what I think the 442 looks like. Okay. I, I so I've liked the way we've looked in the four four two, but it's been a halftime adjustment. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I I, I I think I'll say again, I think Wolf's been our best attacker when he's been in the game. Totally. And when he's been in the game, he's been in the four four two. And what's Guadalajara Guadalajara likely to play? Well, their top goal scorer and best center forward is out on uh yellow card yellow accumulation. Card. Okay. Which is really good news for us. What? That's really good news for right, us. Right, it's good news for us. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm actually not going to play a full note all in Mexican football. I'm going to take a break from this conversation and look at the internet. I'm not sure about any of the formations or anything, but I could see, I could see us attacking, getting, trying to get that first, you know, that first away goal, putting more pressure on them. And as much as you know, Mex- their their team Chivas is is primarily all Mexican nationals, and their fans could turn on them the way we turn on our team when it's. You know, piss poor. That this team is struggling. They're down towards the bottom of the table, mm-hmm. and they've got very little to play for. And they might hear it. And if we can get on top of them once, you know, we get that one away goal. Uh, who knows? That place could implode. They could start cheering for us. Yeah, it, it depends on how the goal is made, though. If it's uh, some sort of garbage stuff, I like that's uh, a makeup call from when Buana yeah. got got tackled there. Yeah, got somebody left a toe in. On but it. I mean, the fans, the supporters won't be. Oh well, that was a makeup call. It's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We, we forget, always, always short-term memory when we, we forget all the makeup calls every time we get the advantage of a call, no call. Uh, Chivas Guadalajara is at, at uh, is it Akron Field? What's it called? Yeah, that's right. It used to be a Stadio, Stadio Omni Life, and now it's Stadio uh, Akron. It's funny because the stadium's located in Zapopan, which is actually outside of the city. Uh, Chivas, sorry, Guadalajara is like many Latin American cities where it's rounded by a kind of beltway highway. Uh-huh. And so Zapopan. Like Detroit? Yeah. I was thinking about Houston too. Okay. But like, yeah, Zapopan is basically a fairly affluent suburb outside of Guadalajara where the stadium is. Uh, when we were growing up, Chivas played in Estadio Jalisco, which is your classic, like, mid century poured concrete, like, hot ass stadium. Uh, and that's where Atlas still plays at. Okay. So moving on to the next item. Uh, well, we- before we do, do we have a, a scoreline prediction? I say 2 1. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Should we talk more about the game that was? Watching the game, it was available on Go90. If, uh-huh. you, uh, if, if you don't speak Spanish and don't want to listen to the radio call, it's on Go90. And uh, I think it'll be on Go90 again on Wednesday. But uh, And I assumed that that was a paid service, but that's a free service. Yeah, yeah I crapped on Go90. I think yeah. last time I was on. Yeah, it's actually a pretty I, decent experience. I downloaded it. And if you have a smartphone and a Chromecast, you can sling it to your, mm-hmm. um, to your big screen. And I, that's what I've been doing. And frankly, they have an archive of all the other games in Champions League. So I've been mm-hmm. going back and watching some, doing a little bit of scouting. I'm, I'm, go 90. I apologize that I insulted you, even though you're owned by Verizon, which makes you awful by proxy. Mm-hmm. But the service is quality. So they line up in a 4 2 3 1, by the way, like we do. They line up in a 4 2 3 1. Yeah. And so Pulido is their leading striker, but again, he's out with yellow card accumulation. Okay. And so who's in the, who's on the roster they that have might a, be able to fill? They have a wealth of options. They have, so remember the thing that we always get when we play against teams from Mexico is 
is that their rosters are larger and deeper than ours are. Mm-hmm. And so there's like five players that could come in. They could bring in a kid like number 102, like those triple digit kids. <laughs> triple digit kids. Right. And you're like, just go run, go run, go run. Uh, speaking of, uh, on the thread this weekend, I, I mentioned to you all, uh, I was watching NYCFC play. Okay. And uh, they play a fascinating brand of soccer where they basically have a speedy winger whose job is it is to do 70 yard runs <sighs> and then let David Villa catch up with them and Villa scores. And it's stupid like tactical yeah i saw you tweeting about that over the weekend patrick vieira is getting like lauded for wins but like (laughs) i also want a speedy winger who can do 70 yard runs absolutely it definitely uh reminds you of uh somebody on the right that we used to have yeah yeah yeah, that was that was yedlin running down the field and then Mm -hmm. just giving away to maro and hauling his ass back absolutely but dallas used to do maro didn't have to be fast when yedlin was fast dallas used to run the flanks and burn everybody out but now they don't have castillo and barrios just can't do it by himself yeah it was was very reminiscent of castillo actually yeah and like I'm telling you, it was like 70 yard run, and then like turn the ball over, sprint back, five passes, lose possession, 70 yard run, and you're just like, good god, <laughs> <laughs> sit down, and get your oxygen. <laughs> David V is playing box to box, basically. He's like, I'm not making that run all the way back. All right. So did you already run through the? Did you already run through that the goal? Uh, you were here, no, no, no. I was just because <laughs> I, I didn't think you had. Well, but. I was uh, outside tending to the farm. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I just goal, want to get it in there because you do a good job of it. Came, no, the goal came about 78 minutes. Ball, uh, Henry Wingo is coming down the right-hand side. I, I did have to go through it again, but I, he got the pass from the middle and fired off a cross, and he didn't fire it right into the keeper, didn't, didn't even get it to the six. He had it actually nutmegged his, uh, his defender and pulled it back to the edge of the 18, and that's where Dempsey does his magic. He's, he's the last guy in the box, mm-hmm. and... I don't know how you don't mark him, but maybe it's just you lull him to sleep with this just kind of walking around and then... Would you classify that goal as being against runner play? Because folks around me were, and I was like, are you smoking? Uh, listening uh, listening to the, the game and the amount of times uh, the amount of times the uh, the broadcaster raised his voice was like five to one to us. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's getting exciting. Oh, it's getting exciting. Oh, and then something in Spanish and then back to us. But it, it was <laughs> honestly, it was, it was, I think we played them really, really well. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see what it's going to be like in Mexico at altitude on grass and in their, in their stadium. But I think we could do it. I, I know Captain Pessimism here. It can be done. No, I think it, we this can is do a it. very winnable game. I, I would have liked to. I would like us to have had two goals going down there, but if we score one, they need three. So a zero-zero tie. Any any tie is a win for us. Correct. Any one-goal loss. It, well, let's just start over. Zero-zero is a win. Yep. Zero-one uh, is overtime. Nope. It goes straight to PKs. There is no. Oh, no there is no it's extra time. Yep. Okay. Thank you for correction. Yep. By the so, way, I don't have faith in us in PKs, but that's another. Yep. Stephen Fry. I don't mean well, but it's not oh, Stephen oh. Fry. You, you, don't it's have, just... you don't have the courage in our shooters there because we don't have Brad anymore. Lower right, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't broke, eight out of t- ten times, eight out of ten times, he did take two that were uh, to the left. So you were uh, saying, what was I saying? Uh, no, oh, the scoreline zero yeah. zero is good. You know, zero one goes to PKs. But if we get an away goal, they have to beat us. Shoot by two goals. Yep, correct. And. I, I don't. I mean, anything's possible, but this team is pretty stout. As long as Torres doesn't do Torres 2018 things, then we should be fine. Do you want to see us go in starting the game aggressive, going for that goal, or do you want to see us go in and bunker and try to get the goal on the counter? This is free space, man. This is this is free time. We're in Mexico. We're having a good time. Yeah. Go go for the kill. Go for yeah, the win. I, I think if our game plan is to go in and defend, that's that's plan to go to lose. How many times have we gone in to you know? Was it Ziggy that? talked about it two three years ago you you play for a tie you often lose if you play yep. for a win sometimes you die yep. yep yep and and a tie is good for us uh win is even better but well if you were a betting man uh what would you say odds are better than 50 50 i'd say right now you know it, it's we have one goal knowing everything taking everything into consideration as far as you know uh, uh run a form and whatnot yeah mm-hmm. i'd say probably 65 for 35. me if wolf plays 45 minutes or more with dempsey on the field i think we're 63 6, 66 33 um, if wolf plays less than 45 minutes i think we're 50 50 a bit of dollar th- bob if the total goals line is three do you bet the over or the under 
Oh, you always bet Obviously, the over. you don't know the half I am. Of course, I bet the over. Yeah, but I always but I mean, bet the over. Okay, so what if it's two and a half? Definitely the over. You still bet the over. Okay, and if it's four? William Hill says it's four. Do they really? No, I, oh I, haven't, I haven't looked yet, um, I, but we'll uh, look before we... Uh, quiet, dog. Drink. Um, I would probably... You know what? On principle, I would bet the over. On principle, you would bet the over. Yeah. All right. And but you would bet $5, and I'd not parlay $10. It, I'd parlay it with America, whoever they're playing going over as well. <laughs> All right. That's a good lying. bet. That's a good bet. That's a really good bet. All right. Um, so with that, do you have any uh, – we've done score predictions. We've done a review of, uh, yeah, Chivas State Guadalajara game. And uh, we're about to go into an I, interview with FC Dallas. I'd like to second. So yeah, please first, go for it. First. I just want to point out that none of us are especially concerned about the results against the no. LAFC. Nope. Nobody. Or, or the new, new Chivas. Yeah. Chivas to LA, right? If we have time at the end, we might talk about it. But Like we, we lost 1-0, but we had 20 shots on goal. Yeah. Um, we looked more dangerous than them. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Steve Zakawani covered it very well in winging it, um, uh, as did Nosarietis. Nobody is really worried about this game or that result. One thing worth saying, though, is they travel better than uh, Vancouver does or LA Galaxy ever have. <laughs> well, so far. It's their first game. Who can, yep. But they showed but, up. You know, they showed up well. Like Montreal they didn't show up their well. first game. Did we play them their very first game? Montreal didn't show up their first game here. <laughs> Waddle doodle. <laughs> I, I just know that LA's they're fired up and they, and they wanted to go. And, I, I'm here for it. Like, and like we had the stadium to, to hold it. If yeah. we're playing in a fifteen twenty thousand seat stadium, who knows how many they're allotted? We can we can open up the rafters and give them the Portland no, cheap seats. I, I, I'm a huge fan of away support. I love the sound of away support, particularly like when I'm at a game being mm-hmm. away support. But I love like when ECS is singing and ECS stops and you're like, what's that? Oh, those sons of Okay, let's sing again louder now. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm here for that give and take, always. See, from here on out, there's no Chivas USA. So can we just say Chivas? Because I hate listening to Steve try to say Guadalajara. Chivas de Guadalajara. I did it just fine. I think that Can I'm, I get some of those chicken fajitas, please? <laughs> I need a fajita. <laughs> I'm actually a fan of calling LAFC Chivas 2 for right now. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Because they're the because that's what happened. They basically put the franchise on hi- hiatus and rebranded it. like uh, And brought in Bob Riley and Carlos Vela. And Rossi. Those guys are kicking the crap out of people right now. Did you see what they did to RSL? Meh. Yes. Okay, let's start. Side, sidebar. Although Matt no, Matt Doyle and, and people at MLS have been talking about how how great RSL is. They're predicting to win the West, whatever, coming second in the West. They got beat 5-1 to one at home. It, they got That's beat. a drubbing. Okay. And the, the one goal was kind of a uh, RSL. Who's the little guy on RSL? The ones that play on the All wing. of them. The one that plays on the wing. I like, like sub-five-footer RSL. <laughs> What was that? All of them? Am I am I height shaming right now? <laughs> Not, anyway, he yes, sir. The the DB kind of brought him down, but didn't really make contact. He jumped over him, and then and Balotero or Balotelito, Ball Tornado, Baltimoreleo. Yeah, he he, he he called the PK, and then who saves PKs in RSL? Nick Romano. Our no, our, our boy, uh, our boy. It bounced off, and Nick, he took oh, another Miller. one, and it was a uh, Tyler Miller, Miller yeah. yeah. Tyler Miller stops all kinds of PKs in, in RSL. Tyler Miller, I, I, I talked ish about Tyler Miller last time I was on. Yeah. It, this is why He's I, a beast, dude. This is why I teach high school. He and is I, a beast, and, I'm not and I don't coach business. soccer. That's right. right. Tyler Miller is a gosh darn beast. Ty, Tyler makes a save, and then it comes <laughs> right back to the striker, and darn it if I can't remember the little guy's name. He wants to ride a dragon. So here's the thing. <laughs> While you look that name up, uh, another good moment during the LFC game, um, ECS starts chanting at Tyler Miller that Stephen Fry taught you everything you uh-huh. know. And Miller just looks back and then he just claps Claps. over his head. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, he's a cool guy. <laughs> no, so everybody's been talking about how RSL mm-hmm. is is a much improved team. Uh, getting beat five to, that's, to it's one That's not a good indicator. Is Minnesota United-esque. Yep. That's, and, uh, yeah. That does not bode well for their season does at not. all. Well, and at Mike, all. Mike and Pecky's comments afterwards were hilarious because he's like, there are many places in the world where like I would be fired after this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Shh. <laughs> exactly. No. It's all Louis Hansen. Uh, John Plata. Plata. The Plata. Yep. Yep. So anyway, he. I bet FC Dallas, uh, Rainey and them will have some opinions about RSL. Yeah. They, well, they yeah. tied 1 1. I think yeah. they got an own goal by RSL to, yeah. to bring him out uh, of the ashes. Anyway, um, RSL gave up and they quit and they deserve a 5 uh, five one whooping. I hope that they show up because I'd like the West to be very competitive this year. Um, just so that uh, kind of that narrative stops uh, that one year narrative. But at any rate, most of the East they don't know a day where the East wasn't strong. 
because they're only like a year or two into being fans. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. All right. Well, with that, um, you are listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. And when we're back, we'll be speaking with FC Dallas fans, Rainy, Kurt, and Anthony. We'll be right back. Black man born free. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. Chains that binds him are hard to see. Unless you take this walk with me. Place where he lives. He's got plenty of names. Slums, ghetto, and black belts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm Steve Kettleson. Uh, we're in studio with Tim Hamilton, Nate Bowling, Esquire, and on the phone we have Rainy, Kurt, and Anthony. Say hey guys. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Rainy, Kurt, and Anthony are FC Dallas fans. They don't have any particular uh, group affiliations, no podcasts or anything like that. They're just super fans. They want to talk about their uh, the team that they support this year. And every year. And every year. <laughs> it's cool. it's it's a love that runs deep. We may not understand it. We understand it on our side, right? Absolutely. All right. So what's going on? Is it like an oil derrick fire or what's happening on happening with your team right now? Uh just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just hoping uh hoping we don't have another repeat of last season. <laughs> Well, how are things shaping up? What's your roster look like? That uh, um, you you had an opener uh, against. We had CCO and then you yeah. played RSL, but I don't remember if it was home or away. Was yeah, home. tell us tell us how things are going right now. Yeah, CCL uh, could have been better, obviously. Uh, faced off against the Panamanian side, we faced off back in uh, I think it was twenty two thousand eleven, maybe twenty twelve. Tauro. Uh, Tauro FC tied them zero zero away. Um, Oh no! I take that back. It was one-one in Panama, no. and so you had that sure. away goal. We, no, we lost. We well, lost one. We out. lost one-zero. Oh, okay. Plenty of, uh, just couldn't finish. Um, Maxi and Mauro and uh, the new guy Santi were combining, but just couldn't put it away. And then they went down and flooped a goal, and then turned into a Concacaf nightmare. Is that the uh, the the typical feigning injury, getting stretched off, time wasting kind of thing? Yeah, minutes for goal kicks and you know keeper, the usual keeper untying issue, and then actually falling over the uh, advertisement <laughs> sign. That was that was, fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just standing there in the in the stands, like, come on! Yeah, and that uh that re- that uh, return leg back here in Dallas, it. Um, started raining like what 80th minute, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be a monsoon. So. Monsoon. Oh that goodness! Uh, two roster questions for Three. you all. Uh, how much does your team miss Walker Zimmerman right now? And then question number two is: uh, Do you think you're going to have Acosta through the end of the season? I think Zimmerman's kind of a tough one, tough pill to swallow because coming, you know, going right into the the off season, that was the first big thing that got announced. Kind of caught everyone off guard. Um, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on in the locker room that wasn't, uh, meshing very well. He started out really good, you know, went off to national team camp, came back, didn't look the same. A couple of the guys didn't, but he just never really fit back into the, the lineup didn't look as strong as he did. Um, so that, I mean, that hurt seeing him go. He was such a, a, a big part of, of what we, of what we do. Um, you know, he's a real, real down to earth guy. So we, we miss him, wish him the best for sure. Um, but we were actually just talking about Kellen a second ago. We were saying out, was it six to eight weeks originally? Yeah. He, he's got a hernia surgery. So he's out another five to six weeks. And I think that kind of put a damper on his, uh, plans for Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, plus not, you know, qualifying for the World Cup. I think he's out of that spotlight. Um, every, Every hint that he's dropped, he still wants to go. Um, and I think, you know, with with uh, Fernando Covijo not letting the Argentinians and uh, Barrios go to, um, last season, I think they're kind of trying to put a foot down after the Castillo debacle that we want to keep our players. So I, I, I do think unless something, you know, 
catastrophic changes. If we have another meltdown like last year, I, I think he'll be through the season to kind of push for playoffs. Uh, you, you mentioned U.S. national team camp. Uh, there's another player. Uh, there's another player that you haven't that just basically signed a, a one-time switch, Jesse Gonzalez. I watching a couple of the highlights and a couple of the games. He does not. He doesn't scream confidence in 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 my eyes. Do you have any criticism that that I'm missing? Do you love him? Do you hate him? Is there something that I'm missing? He's a great shot stopper. Uh, I mean, he's very young. But he pulls off some incredible saves. But yeah, if there's any, uh, you know, criticisms, I would say he's over six foot four and he's terrible at dealing with crosses. How is that possible? And, yeah. And his distribution really is, is pretty bad. I mean, playing out of the back, which is something that we try and do, um, you know, it, he's not really beneficial to that side of the game. Um, and that's something that, uh, Jimmy Moore, the, Cosmos goalie that we just signed, he seems a lot more fluid on the ball in the back. So I think what we lose with, uh, you know, him and maybe in terms of not being as good a shot stopper as Jesse, uh, you know, he's much better for our style of play. Um, so I mean, I think Jesse, when he signed the one time switch was really promising and going to push that envelope. But I, I would say Sean Stefan and some of the other young American keepers have a leg up on him right now. Yeah, we, I don't know. I'm just looking back and trying to figure out all the, all the kids that don't get an opportunity to play in these, uh, these friendlies and World Cup and don't get that experience. I think their, their growth is stunted. If, if it wasn't for Acosta getting hurt, I thought, you know, maybe he would have gone through the, the World Cup and then the, the following transfer window would be shipped somewhere. But who knows? Like you said, his stock is, is kind of fallen. Um, now, just do you think Jesse is going to be uh, benched for the Cosmos keeper? I I don't think so. Um, I would say Poppy has kind of a way with you know creating creating competition within the team. True. Um, he did that with with Sites and Jesse for a while, kind of bounced back and forth between them. He'll he'll ride he'll ride the hot hand though, is what I think. So well, good. He might stay with Mara for a while. It seems like he's doing well, but. If something happens, if he sees something he doesn't like, then he might put Jesse back in. And um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know, Kurt. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I know he uh, he's a fan of the nightlife in Dallas, <laughs> so uh, you know maybe that was just a you know one time punishment. But uh, I think he's he's the best keeper on the roster. Uh, when I think about the Dallas attack, there are two players who scare me: uh, one whose face I hate with all my heart, and one who I respect. And so, uh, Maro Diaz, is he 100%? Is he recovered from his injuries fully? And then also, I'd wonder, uh, I've, I'm conditioned to hate him from Portland years. Uh, what are your thoughts on Maxi Ruti? <laughs> oh, I love Maxi Ruti so much. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi is, Maxi's a workhorse, man. Um, and I can see every other team hating him because of the way he plays and what he does. But, um, I, I respect, I respect him just the way he, he works the field. He never gives up. He's always working. He tracks back more than he should. Yeah. Um, he really likes the fire in the team when uh, yeah. when we need it. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I personally like I I love him. Just absolutely love him. I love I love that it kind of you know puts a little scare in everybody else because he does work so hard. Um, and like I feel like he's the one player that even when time's up, like you'll still see him running. Even when the game's over, like this, he does not tire. He is relentless. You gotta respect that. And then Mauro Diaz, is he 100% now? He's getting there. Much better than last year. Um, and kind of coupling in with how Maxi plays, uh, the amount of work that, that Maxi puts in tracking back gives Mauro that extra little freedom. Yeah. Um, to where, you know, he can sit and find those holes and play make. Yeah. Um, you know, to where he's not having to do the dirty work. Uh, because, uh, you know, as we've seen his, you know, his fitness or whether they, they're just scared of his injuries. But yeah, we don't want him putting in the miles that, that he's been, you know, forced to do lately. Yeah. We just need to keep him in a bubble, really. <laughs> um, he's, he's, I wouldn't say prone to injury, but I mean, you know, obviously coming back from an injury like that, he wasn't himself last season and he seems to be shaping up to get back to his old ways. It's, 
is making sure that our midfield is in line with them. And so we've, we've actually been kind of tampering, not tampering, kind of tinkering with new formation look and, uh, didn't really work at first. We tried to, we actually tried to more of a three, four, three, three, five, two early in the preseason. Um, I was kind of liking the idea with the new addition we've had on, on the defensive side, but in the midfield, it didn't look like it worked very well. Um, I think that's something we could, we could maybe push for later in the season, but it's the defensive part of our midfield that, that needs some work right now. If you win this game, how do you win? And if you lose this game, how do you lose? I think um, Ladero has punished us in the past. Um, I think missing Jordan Morris is huge. Um, I'm curious about the Wolf, but I think <laughs> if we uh, – I mean, the mistakes that we've made and given up cheap goals, uh, has been through, uh, you know, a gap in the midfield. Garezo is a, is a monster, but he, he's only one person. And so we need that, that extra body that whether it's Uyoa or Jacory Hayes to really put in the work to make our, our center backs not so open. That, that worries me. Um, Reggie Cannon's young, but I, I like him over Atiba. Um, so that's been an area of concern. I think with the new signings, Santi and uh, Barrios on the wings, just running at your, your backs. Uh, I think that's where we find our success. Uh, just trying to get on the counter, hoping for a Mario Diaz through ball. Um, and if Aruti can, you know, get one or two chances and hopefully he puts one away, I think. That's how we're going to, you know, compete. So the, and I think, and I, I would say historically, we're a team that that pushes on the counter. We we don't mind giving up possession at all. It's trying to suck in, let that team be comfortable coming into our half of the field, letting them work the ball around, and then wait for that one bad pass or yeah. a mistimed touch, and then and then off to the races. And historically, the Sounders are a team that kind of gets stuck in that trap from time to time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's a uh, yeah, it's finding it's finding that timing to to push forward and then and then capitalize on it, which is something that we've kind of struggled recently on is finishing. So especially this year, you I could see uh, I could see us bringing the ball up slowly because we can't do it fast, and then getting picked. And yeah, you guys are off to the races. Do you uh, do you see your team? I mean, you you guys have had a, a CCL friendly schedule as well, where you've had a week or so off in between games. Uh, Assuming that they did the schedule in hopes that you advance, um, are there anybody anybody that got dinged or uh, took a knock that that needed that extra week off? Uh, Ned will call. He went off. Uh, Wait, Kazuntai. <laughs> Wait, yeah. looking at the roster. Yeah, we Who? call him Tony. <laughs> Tony. Uh, yeah, he he got a knock in the the Concacaf game. It was in the first uh, leg. In the first leg, and he actually asked. Uh, we didn't know those Twitter feeds are a little shaky. So he missed the RSL game, and I think him coming back that extra week, we had to play Holland's head at left back, and I know he's a jack-of-all-trades. He's even played goalie for us, but I just I don't feel comfortable with him in the back. Uh, so I think that will help shore up you know, some of the wing play because he, he's, a, he's a young guy, but He's very mobile and he doesn't mind getting forward. So I think that was one of the key uh, players that we should welcome back this week. Tony. 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 <laughs> did you did you have a scoreline prediction? Oh, I hate doing scoreline predictions. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why we love asking. Away. away goals count double. I would, I, honestly, I wouldn't mind a draw. Um, obviously, I would like a win. But like I said, right now it just seems – with the way the season started, even preseason in Champ Concacaf Champions League, we've struggled to, to put it in the net. We've had plenty of chances. Ramondo was pulling some crazy saves last week, Ugh. but um, I think if we can, if we can find those gaps and, and counter well, and you know, get get out the gate quick, I think we can maybe come away with three. But I mean, you never know. This season's been been fun to watch already. We're only Really, if you want to say two weeks in, and we've seen some crazy stuff already, so I'm not sure it's been fun you if know. you're on Salt Lake. 
Oh yeah. As long as we don't have to play LAFC anytime soon, we're happy. I I would hope. I think they're going to come down pretty quick. But uh, you do have the best part about you know you're going to. I think you're going to be fortunate playing Sounders this time of year. If if things go well for us versus uh, versus Chivas, we're going to be probably looking to the next CCL matchup, and that's going to be what the winner of uh, Tijuana or New York, yeah, yeah, New York and, and Tijuana. And who knows? Maybe maybe we could be you know taking the foot off the gas and playing some some younger and experienced kids that are susceptible to mistakes, and you could catch us on the counter. Then again, who knows? I mean, some people could be playing for their jobs and 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 wanting to wanting to prove to the boss that they're you know that they're start worthy. Yeah, I think <laughs> last year last year when we played Pachuca, we uh, we rested a bunch of guys for the Kansas City game and just played for a zero zero draw. How'd that work out? Uh, we got the zero zero, and it was an ugly game. And so I, I can see if y'all play Chivas tough Wednesday, then I, I can see y'all resting a lot of players. Yeah, we're is uh, is Ozzy ready to go? I know he hasn't played yet this season. I didn't know if he was injured or uh, we, we we saw him at practice the yeah. other day. Training and practice. He's training, doing pretty well. Expected late this play. month. Not gonna play. No, he's he's not gonna he's I doubt he's not traveling to Guadalajara and he's I doubt he's gonna play in in Dallas because they're traveling both teams. So they stopped in Dallas and then they're flying to Mexico Mexico City. Where, no, Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what he okay. said. I, I feel a lot better. <laughs> and then I think they're just gonna hop a short flight and then hang out in Dallas and not not bother to go home. My guess. Right on. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So Any, what what questions do you guys have for us? Besides Ozzy. Besides Ozzy. <laughs> Yeah, besides Ozzy, I was going to go back to, to J-Mo. With, uh, that, I mean, that's... It's, it it's brutal. That, stuff. that sucks to see that, just from a standpoint of not even being a you know a Sounders fan, just the talent that he has and uh, you know the injury he had last season and then coming in again and, and happening again. So, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough to come off the block uh, with uh, with an injury like that. Um, I, I think we have a, a pretty solid plan uh, going forward with personnel to uh, kind of overcome that that hump. Uh, I'm a JMO pessimist at this point. Like yeah. I, I love the kid. I love the kid, right? Uh, but he's a player whose biggest gift is his speed. Who's coming back from ACL surgery? And that's going to be really, and that's really going to impact tough. the speed. Uh, that's it, a low percentage surgery, right? It, it's a known known. He doesn't have a left foot, <laughs> and so like I'm, I'm pessimistic about it. I, I'd like to see a signing. I'm just saying it's a good thing he's got that Stanford education. Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> y'all have y'all's roster set? Is that finalized, or do y'all have a couple of slots open? Uh, we have a DP slot, and we have some TAM money sitting around. Yeah. Don't we have an international open as well? Yeah. Yeah. I so don't we've know got, if internationals matter this year because we talked to the guys at LAFC and their entire roster is international players, and so I think if, as long as you say, "Yeah, I'm trying to get a green card," they'll let you play. So yeah, yeah. I think we're shopping stuff for a player. I yeah. hope so. So as far as that goes, uh, what is your, how's your roster doing? Are you doing anything? Uh, is there like some pretty heavy scouting or are you just going to try to hang on until the, until the summer transfer window? I think, well, we've got a couple slots still open. We opened up another one when we sent Adana Jean Reed back to Ottawa. He played there last year too. He's kind of a younger kid. He's a generation Adidas yeah. player, but we had a few international players we drafted that we've sent out on loan. Mm. Um, I know Clavijo was in Germany. Um, he said he wanted to sign another player, and then we ended up signing one of those e athletes. So who knows? <laughs> uh, we're not we're not fans of a uh, hunt and that wacky Tam and Gam money, but um, you know, I think I think they're still looking uh, for one more player. Um, I'm not even sure who it would be because, I mean, we could fill – it could be defensive. It could be midfield, attacking. I don't even know at this point who what we're looking for, really. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've, we've been burned a few times uh, with, you know, the Coleman signing. He, he just got his annual goal in CONCACAF, <laughs> so he's done for the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you're scouting players, there's this really good winger playing in Turkey right now named Fabian Castillo. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard good things. <laughs> I think there's an H in there. I think it's cash. <laughs> oh, wow. Shots <laughs> fired. Dallas is still selling his t-shirt for $11 on the website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's, uh, so as you can see, there's some bad blood. In that one. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. I don't know Taylor Swift is song, write a song uh, about it. You broke Kettleson. Twitter, but they're very big fans of spoons and vacuum cleaners, knives, and threats. And we with that, a, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's always awesome. Uh, we, we love talking to you guys. We love the fact that you make yourselves available. Turkish, you know, Turkish football is like Turkish politics. It's bloody. It's gross. And it's beautiful. Yeah, very true. That's right. Especially now that Pepe played over there. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Do you think Schmetzer will have second season syndrome? Or, uh, I mean, I know he replaced a few players. Um, Jones went abroad. So, yeah. uh, you know, do you think he's, uh, he had such a big impact last year. Do you think, uh, Schmetzer will be able to, rallied the team this year um you know as for me I, I i was a little pessimistic at first i thought the uh the you know the 442 diamond showed a uh, lack of creativity but and that was just my personal opinion but i i'm really liking the way the personnel are shaping up and i'm liking that he's seeing what the rest of us aren't seeing in some of these players and how some of those things are some of those some of those pieces are matching up i think it's a a pretty I, it depending on how the CCL matches go, uh, CCL match goes uh, against Guadalajara next week or this week, rather. Um, we on Wednesday. <laughs> um, I think that might be one of the one of the inflection points for the season. It won't be a turning point, but it will definitely be an inflection point for the season and 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 uh, proving that Schmetzer knows what he's doing. Boys, okay, nods in Schmetzer we trust. And Schmetzer, we trust. But you know, that's, Brian Schmetzer's that's, Ray Green Army. He's only got like two bad results before we turn on him. <laughs> that's just kind of how we are, though. <laughs> Seattle fans are a little fickle. I wouldn't say we put uh, Pareja into question. I mean, obviously, <laughs> last season was ugly. So there are people, you know, people saying, oh, is Pareja going out? It's like, no, I don't think. As horrible as that was last season, he's, he's still done something that, that we haven't really seen in in the United States for soccer, really, the way he's kind of redefined how the youth program works and started almost a kind of a new revolution within the game. Where yeah, it, play your youth, and we're kind of we're getting back to that. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. You don't go chasing sick signings as much as you just bring kids up from from the camp, from from the youth. Yeah, yeah, and we've got. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that are out there on a daily basis, and every once in a while you'll see uh, you'll see a clip of something where he's got the younger kids training a couple fields up from the main team, and he'll have Clavijo or someone else go over and say, "Hey, bring bring number 18 over here." And so some of the, sometimes he's bringing in some of the kids into the first team training to see how they handle it. Well, folks, um, thank you so much, uh, Rainy, Kurt, and Anthony. You got that right. I got that right. Thank you guys Thank for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah, for coming on the show. You guys are always a, a really dynamic group to talk to and, and a lot of fun. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Uh, you are listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. To go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Flounders B Team Podcast. We are still in studio with Tim Hamilton and Nate Bowling, and we'd like to talk a little bit about how we watch the Seattle Sounders. There's so many options for us this year. Well, I think for the audience, like we have an ongoing, uh, found, sorry, Flounders B team, uh, set of DMs that basically wakes up very early on Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Watching either the Premier League or Das Bundesliga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or both. And like what services you're using. I wake up at like 8 30. I'm like, what the fuck are you people doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, for myself, like, I've been a Sling user for the last couple of years. Uh-huh. And what's dope about Sling is, is that you get, uh, so they have a, what's, what, they're smart. They have a ESPN, they have, sorry, a blue package and an orange package. Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, like, Fox Sports is on one and ESPN is on another. And then MS, sorry, NBC Sports Network is on one or the other. So, if you want the MLS Sunday night games plus the Bundesliga plus, uh, the Premier League, 
you need both, and that's thirty nine bucks a month with taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I switched this season to YouTube TV, and I'm a fan. I'm Got still it. on my seven day trial, so I can cancel. So the dope thing about YouTube TV is though, so uh, unlike Sling, you get the local channels. And so that means you get all the Sounders games because they're either on Channel 13 or whatever that other channel mm-hmm. is. Yeah, you get all the local Seattle Joe channels, TV. which yeah, is Joe great. Yeah, Joe TV, yeah. Um, and so, but Tim, you're, you have Comcast, right? Correct. Like the whole cable package? Comcast! Uh, every, every channel but Cinemax. Okay, including BN. Oh, that is not available BN Sports. Okay, because BN's on Sling BN for an Sport. additional like 10 bucks for the World Sports package. So like, I'm just curious, like, what do listeners think? What do you all think is like the best kind of lineup? So I think what Steve and I are doing right now is uh, you're going to keep Sling then. Yep, I'll, I'll keep Sling. I'll keep YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not going to exchange passwords. We'd never do that because that's a violation in terms of service. Well, actually, YouTube TV, you live here, so I can... <laughs> <laughs> we live in the same place. We're like best buddies. Actually, my wife has a, a my wife and your wife have a fantasy that we'll we'll retire to some tropical place and we'll live leave in like here. two adjoining <laughs> cabanas, and they'll live in one, and we'll live in another one. So I, I'm not. I don't have any. There's no problem. He's in the fifth wheel out in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. So and so the, the, I'll say this also is <laughs> the the drawback to having sling is is that I've had to maintain. Uh, like a Comcast basic cable, yeah, or have the antenna in order to get the local to games. get the locals. Yeah, and I, I'd rather I'd rather have to fight somebody YouTube with nunchucks uh, to yeah. and then have Comcast and the local antenna thing is kind of hit or miss. <clears throat> and especially if you live in a depression like we do, yeah, um, it's really hard or to get any place. kind of. It's, it's not sad. a sad place. It's just a low place. <laughs> it's a low place. Tim, Tim friends don't in judge. Low places. Tim, don't can judge I, me? Can I get your business just for a second? How much does Comcast everything cost? <laughs> Uh, well, I signed up for whatever the promotional things the are. The triple play? No. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I have a I have a, a Comcast phone. Whoa. That, uh, that I no one has a phone. I I don't even know the phone number. I actually had to write the phone number down. Bro, is it Rotary? No, no. It's, it's well, Comcast is doing cells now. But no, no, no. The the just for the record, the, Comcast is one of the worst corporations on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And I would rather give them zero dollars than more dollars. But continue. The modem has the phone line. Okay. And I just don't know. I've never hooked up to it. But uh, I don't have the uh, yeah. So it's cable, so wait, internet, and phone. Wait, 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 wait. So you're paying extra for a service you don't use. But it, the tr- could be. This is how they get you. This is how they get you. This is how they get you. Because it's less to get the phone included with the other two things than it is to just get the two things. Because Ho- Hope and I had this right when we called Comcast to ditch the basic cable thing. They were like, "Well, the cable with the internet package is actually less than." The- I was like, "Shut up, stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Because you got to renegotiate that shit every two years. So, yeah. so, so we actually made this call on the way to YachtCon, and we were on the phone with Comcast from the Tacoma Dome to like Queen Anne. As they like, that's went, insane. Comcast is the worst. Insane. But by the way, Tim, you dodged the question. Then sorry. Oh, I, I my bill my bill's over two hundred bucks. You should speak into the microphone. Two hundred dollars. And how many of the channels do you actually watch? Well, okay. <laughs> Your wife probably watches the HGTV. HG is burnt into the bottom right hand corner, <laughs> YouTube, yep. and Disney Junior is burnt into the left hand <laughs> exactly. corner. And this is the point Kevin was making. Kevin was Sling like, "Covers that." Kevin's like, "I can't jump to YouTube TV because I need HDTV for marital purposes." HGTV, sorry, HDTV. But you can you can subscribe to HGTV for less than ten dollars a month, which is the differential between. But then, like this and cable, it like just a la carte it. But then you're also needing to sign up because here's here's how again how they get you right. That's how so they get you. You sign up for the sling gold, sorry, orange and blue. Then you add BN Sport for ten bucks. All of a sudden, you're paying fifty bucks now. Uh, a bunch of us, I think, because we're MLS junkies, are going to sign up for the MLS ESPN Plus thing. Yeah, that's another four bucks, right? And just five, like, four, whatever. Uh, and, and, and so I'm going with YouTube TV, uh, but I'm I I will jump back to Sling. If well, the I thing with Sling is I can't assign there's no i have to share a password username and password yeah which from a security standpoint is bullshit cyber security steve yeah um but with google i can just use word one two three forward it to people that already have google identities yep and say they're in my family yeah Yeah. which we are family so it works out okay I just wanted to have that out. So, for the record, then let's keep this up. Like, so Tim is going Comcast, uh-huh. two hundred bucks a month. 
Uh, I'm going basically YouTube TV plus playing Comcast for Internet, mm-hmm. and then I'll be adding the five buck over the top ESPN plus thing. Okay. And then you're going with Sling. Sling, and I have already have a an HBO uh, Now subscription. Yeah. So for my Game of Thrones Netflix, and whatever, plus, plus Amazon, whatever, right? Yeah. Exactly. All this shit costs money. Plus WWE yeah. Network. I'm already right. Exactly. I'm already paying a cable bill with my Amazon, with my Netflix, with my whatever, whatever, right? right. Yeah. I, I would love to hear listener thoughts, by the way, if you're listening to this yeah. and going, what in the hell? Um, I would love to just hear your setup. What do you use? How do you operate? What's your uh, best case scenario? Absolutely. And speaking of listener thoughts, well, actually, we have some... Oh, Tim's got another before thought. You, before you, uh, so all the games, uh, LA, and, uh, LA and Seattle are on YouTube, uh, but there's a lot of a lot of uh, other MLS games that are on free. Well, all of... So that's the thing with it, the, the YouTube partnership is an MLS partnership, isn't it? Well, I think no, right now it's no. Seattle and LA specific. It's just Seattle and LA? Yeah, they're one of the big markets. Well, but. no. So YouTube TV carries the uh, local broadcast networks in the gotcha. 80 markets they're in. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so anywhere that YouTube TV is in, if your sports team is on that local network, then you're covered. They're not blacked out. But like, gotcha. if you're in New York, it wouldn't be because New York is on Yes Network. Yes so like Network. NYFC games are on Yes. Well, I'm just saying that if you want to watch some uh, some other games from other other markets, there Comcast has the uh, on-demand stations like that. Oh, the MLS Direct MLS Kick, Direct. yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are free currently um, until I don't know when they're until they're free until the ESPN Plus thing launches. Yep. yep. And is that same? Is that same as MLS Live? It is. MLS Live is covering yeah. and providing that for free. You just got to sign up and log in and until I, such time as ESPN I've Plus I've been launches. an MLS Live subscriber for the last three years, and I watched a lot They're pretty of games. good. I watched a lot of games. And they game. do the multicast thing, which yeah. is kind of cool. You can watch up to like four games at once Although, on the MLS Live app. I'll just put this out there. Uh, there are some really, really bad announcers in the league, and among the worst are the announcers for uh, NYCFC. Duly noted. All right. Duly noted. Okay, listener questions. What do we got? Timbalaya Jebediah. You've got the app open. Sure. Uh, Antoine Latron uh, at hey, Antoine, Antoine says, what the heck is uh, the problem with Victor Rodriguez? Question mark. <sighs> so he had quad issues. Is that right? It wasn't a hammy. It was quad tightness or quad tear. Uh, can I be real really fast? Yeah. I think the problem with Victor Rodriguez is he's not that good. I didn't want to say Drink down. Like I, I don't think he's that good. I, I, from what I've seen from Wolf, if the question is Victor Rodriguez or Wolf at the field at the same time, um, I'll take Wolf every time. Look at Buana. Buana against Chivas. Just did, was anybody expecting that? Like I, I think it's really cool that we went out and bought a Spanish midfielder. Um, that Spanish midfielder, I think, is not the 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 MLS. I think it doesn't MLS. MLS officiating allows delicate players to get pushed around. And I think I'm not sure that Victor Rodriguez has the physicality to play and be as effective as he can be in this league. So I withdraw that he is not good. I'll say that I'm not sure he's suited for this league. But didn't he play in the Barcelona system? Right, but uh, the but game that's is a different game officiated totally differently. But yep. Barcelona, I just want to say Barcelona. So, so that's my Victor Rodriguez take. <laughs> I'll also add the fact he's injured. Right, he's injured. I'm pretty sure it's quad tightness. It's really hard to, yeah. If you're injured and you're not getting minutes, it's really hard to prove that you're an asset to While the team. While we were recording, I reached out to uh, Nico Moreno. Oh, and hey. He said, uh, setback unconfirmed if re aggravated his quad uh, no sooner than first week of April expected. Yeah. Okay. That's a while. That's a little while. And, and then, of course, um, Ozzy was training, but yep. Ozzy was. Not ready to go. He, he's not traveling. Nate, to, you were saying he's out the May, next two weeks. May. Confirmed May? Uh, not confirmed, but I've heard May from like three different places. Okay. Uh, Antoine had a second part of his question, and he said, should we try to score in Chivas, or should we back up in defense as much as we can? Uh, we talked about this earlier on. Uh, I say you play to win because you're playing with house money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're already ahead, um, and scoring that away goal um, is like scoring two goals. Because then they have to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They've got to beat you. They've got to. They've got to get make it a three-one win. You're playing. You're playing. You're going into Chivas, who's seventeenth in their league, mm-hmm. missing their number one striker with a one-goal advantage in a aggregate up series. Yep. You, you play to win, and you play to win. Play to score early because if you score early, then you three. And how do you like us in PKs, Nathan? Not very well. And that's not Stephen Fry's shade. That's our finishing shade. Do we? Have we. <laughs> this sounds like deja vu. Do we have this on or off? I think it was off. It okay. was off. If it wasn't, Steve let it out. <laughs> hey, oh. 
So uh, I think I think being in Mexico, I think the Mexico uh, the Mexican fans, the the Chivas fans, are probably going to turn on their team uh, because of their current form. And they do love turning on their team, but I don't think they turn on the team against American teams. No. So are we going to uh, are we going to see another uh, another Dempsey, the butcher of Nachadoches, Nagadoches, or is he going to go to is he going to turn to uh, Chupacabra status? Uh, I again back to that lineup conversation. I would be really curious to see what he does in a four four two. I'd be really really curious to see what he does. Like him playing higher is just better. I I've. I think uh, a few years back, I had a, a football manager. Not that I'm any good at football manager, but I had Dempsey as the point of the four four two diamond, and that didn't work out very well. Um, having him as one of the two forwards is a completely different um, is a completely different concept, and I think that's uh, that's going to make a significant difference. When I was uh, putting shade on the four four two diamond earlier this year, either on Twitter or on the show, um, I was imagining Dempsey as the point of the diamond. Um, so I. I'm really excited for what this actually looks like with uh, with the assets we talked about a little bit earlier. We we could go either way. I think I see I see him having the success being that the late running uh, the late running forward, the last guy in the box, the one that just creeps in unmarked and and gets that gets that cross. Uh, Bruin goes in, races to the near post or races the far post and gets gets the 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 short cross, and then Dempsey comes and gets the far one. But who knows? I mean, we could see a lot more out of our wings than we were expecting. So, if we're playing a four-four-two and Clint Dempsey's not playing as a second forward, I'm going to burn my couch. Well, I guess who else would be the second forward? <laughs> so the Wolf, Lamar Nagel. Oh, there you go. Before we move on to our next listener question, I'd like to point out that my friend Nathan just gave me a four-ounce pour of Jameson Caskmates uh, Stout. Save myself a trip. Which is what we're drinking oh, yeah, this evening. But we're almost done with the show, and I don't know what I'm going to do with all with this whiskey. Right, we're going to have to drink it. Right, the duck's been barking for a half hour, so we may as well drink the whole thing. <laughs> drink. He will not stop. Jameson Caskmates is the uh, the Jameson whiskey, but it's it's finished in stout barrels. So it's got a little, uh, little chocolatey, a little smooth. Chocolatey D- is a good way to frame that. Yeah. D- different than the, uh, the IPA, which we had probably a week or two ago. The other question we have is from Paulette Grant. Uh, hey, girl. <laughs> who's at Paulette Grant 10. Uh, it's a repeat of something we discussed earlier on. Aussie hey. status for real. And so... Mayo. Um, yeah, Mayo. And also, like... Uh, so I have gone back and forth on this. Steve Zakawani has been very compelling to me on this. And then back, whatever. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Aussie a ton. And frankly, I'd rather have Aussie healthy if possible in November and December yeah. yep. than right now. Yep. And so I'm I'm okay with May. if 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 Aussie not being okay till May buys us Aussie in the playoffs, then I'm happy with yep. that. Yeah, it, throughout history he's been solid until the last two months, and then he just breaks down and and he's gone, and we miss yep. him. That's why we yep. bow out. Yep. And he deserves a strong playoff presence this year, um, if anything, because um, the Honey Badger don't care right i mean we need that guy we need that guy to to help us win a cup one more question again tweeted from dylan davenport hey dylan which i love about this because it's the same question i asked the dallas folks okay if dylan's a dude uh if we win how do we win in chivas and if we lose how do we lose i think we lose by bunkering uh as you stated earlier roman torres cartwheel what (laughs) roman torres somersault (laughs) Roman flips and then a broken uh, tibia. Yeah, that's a good way to lose. Whatever you know, how it just depends on how he lands. No, seriously, I think I think bunkering uh, and and playing in that amazing stadium against those amazing fans um, is a recipe for disaster. Because if we bunker, we're simply going to let goals leak through, regardless of how quality our defense is. Um, and the only way we can really secure our spot is to score early, score fast, play attacking soccer. And if one leaks in, in the 12th minute, fine. We have 78 minutes remaining to answer and win. If we bunker and capitulate a goal, then the heads go down. Exactly. And we know how this ends. It ends four to one. Yep. Go for a win. If we end up tying, it's a win. If we're attacking and one leaks in, no problem. Just keep pushing. Yep. But if we, yeah, if we bunker, then we will think we're defeatable. Those are all the questions. 
All right. Fantastic. Well, with that, we're at a little over an hour, so we're just going to go ahead and and call it. Um, I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. You can find us and other wonderful podcasts at channel253.com. You can also find us on floundersbteam.com, at floundersbteam on Twitter, and uh, you can find us wherever quality podcasts are sold. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends and, of course, uh, on those platforms, on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to us, give us a review. Tell people what you think about us uh, because that is definitely how we get more subscribers. We're hoping to get a 1,000 by the end of the year. Uh, Actual measurable downloads every single episode. That is our goal. That is what we're hoping to do. So tell your friends how much you love this show how much you hate this show, how controversial this show is, whatever you want to do, it will get people to listen to us. And we are very happy about that. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. Tell your friends. We'll look forward to hearing from you, not next week, but on the, uh, we're going to record again on the 26th of March. And and that re- episode, we'll be talking about the Cheney experience, which is really cool. The, the, the Cheney experience? Oh, yeah. by the way. Sounders 2, Tacoma. Yeah, Chief Sounders 2, Tacoma. They play on, on Friday the versus Portland Timbers. S2T2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do it. Grudge match. That's right. That's right. Here we are. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. This is Channel 253. I was 28 years old. I don't remember anything.